This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. ESPN New York. We are with you for four big hours on this Saturday afternoon. We got the Yankees playing a doubleheader. We got the Mets season imploding. We got lots of stuff to do, lots of stuff to talk about. And we will do it with you for the next four big hours. Of course, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. You can find me on Twitter, assuming you can. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. You can find me on TikTok at Old Man Radio. But most importantly, you can find me right here on your radio until 7 o'clock tonight. As I said, plenty to discuss with the news in the NBA that we will get to, and news of baseball that we'll get to. But I did want to kind of open up the show with a big thanks to all those who showed up yesterday at the Beach Bash down at Bar A. Fantastic turnout. Great job by everybody involved, all the sponsors, all the fans, all the listeners, all the talent. Got a chance to meet some listeners, got a chance to meet some callers. The company was out there in full force, full gear. Lonnie and the guys, fantastic job by them. Now, again, they did not have any answers for what has happened to the Mets since their appearance at City Field, oh, about a month ago. They didn't have any answers for that, but got to meet a bunch of people yesterday. I got to meet the guy. Remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about, like, as a Nick fan, I don't think that you could ever, in good conscience, if you're old enough, to remember the Knicks battles with the Bulls and Michael Jordan. To me, there's no way that you could possibly put on a pair of Jordans, the classic red, white, and black Jordans. And there was a guy who called up with his girlfriend a couple of weeks ago, and they said, oh, no, it's crazy. You just don't have any style. They were there. I met them yesterday. Very lovely couple. Very nice people. Terrible no. Nick fans, but no. it was nice to meet them. Nice to put a face to the name. All You're a bad person. Get him off the line, please. Yes. Get him out of here. Never call no. the show ever again. No, he, he's not a bad person. Terrible Nick fan. Terrible, terrible Nick fan. Sweetie, could, what are you doing? Don't you know that I watch the Knicks? Terrible Nick fan. There's no way that you could sit there during the Bulls-Knicks battles and watch your heart get cut out every single solitary year. And then say to yourself, you know what? The guy who killed me every single year, man, I hate that guy. Man, I hate that he has destroyed my hopes and dreams and all the possibilities for titles year after year after year. But you know what? I really like his sneakers. I'm going to go put those sneakers on my feet. I want to look just like him. Very, very odd. But we met a lot of great people yesterday, a lot of great fans. So it was great. Everybody who was uh, involved yesterday, fantastic job by them. But as I said, yesterday was kind of like a welcome to the summer kind of moment. Beautiful blue skies. It was hot. It was uh, the, 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 the drinks were going down smoothly. And um, it's, it's crazy that we're already into July. Fourth of July, right around the corner, as I said before. When you're a kid, Fourth of July, man, that's like the start of the summer. And today, as we hit July, you already have the Mets season fully over on Bobby Bonilla Day, no less. But just before we came on the air, Woj tweeting out big Nick news. Woj reporting, and it's the official Woj. It's not some imposter, especially with Woj's name. Sometimes you could throw a couple of letters in there. You got to no, this is the actual Woj. I, this is confirmed. Uh, the Knicks are finalizing a trade to send Obi Toppin to the Pacers for two future second round picks. 
Sources tell ESPN Deal gives Toppin an opportunity to play more significant role in Indiana and stacks up more draft assets for the Knicks. Deal cannot be completed until Thursday. So, look, um, I, I don't know. Maybe uh, they, they, they replaced the, the – they already have an extra Toppin, so they felt like this was the time to move uh, Obi. It's been clear for a while that one of the first moves made by this regime of drafting Obi Toppin was a complete mistake. And this just kind of puts the, the final nail in the coffin of that draft pick. It was a mistake at the time. It's been clear that he's just never gotten the serious run needed. It was a bad fit. It was a bad move. And now the Knicks are turning the page. And, and look, sometimes when you, the worst thing you can do is to continue to double down on a move when it's already wrong. Like, you know that this is wrong, but uh, we've, we've traded so much to get this guy or we've paid this guy so much money. Let's wait it out. Let's be more patient. Patience can sometimes be a major mistake. This is one time where I feel like the Knicks are making a mistake by making this move now. Now, maybe this move is tied to other moves, so we'll just have to wait. But as I sit here in the moment... At 3.07 on July 1st, it feels like this is one time where the Knicks, who have shown patience, are actually not showing any more patience. To me, the cost that you are receiving, the, the compensation that you are getting back for Obi Toppin in just two second-round picks, I feel like you could make that deal at any point. So again, maybe it is possible the fact that they're making this move now opens up um, some other possibility, but just in the moment of this deal on its own, it feels like a, um, an admittance that they screwed up and a complete boneheaded uh, move at the time that never worked out. And now the Knicks are cutting their, their uh, whatever, you know, cutting the, their, their ties at a time where they're not really getting anything all that monumental back for him. You're telling me all you could get back for Obi Toppin is two second-round picks, not even like a heavily protected first-round pick, just two second-round picks, and you're telling me that that's such a good deal, you wouldn't be able to get that deal at any other point, that you have to get it now? It just feels like it was a mistake at the time. It was clear in the moment, and now you're just basically cashing in the chips and, and giving up on a player that did not fit here. It was clear at the time. It was always a bit of a strange move. It was clear for most Nick fans, myself included, that Tyrese Halliburton would have been the better place to go. Can't go back and change things now. And again, if you had made that mistake and you said, you know, we have to just cut ties and we got a deal. It's, the, it's as good as we're going to get. That would be one thing. But it feels like cashing in the chips now on an Obi Toppin for simply two second-round picks, why would you not be able to get two second-round picks for the guy at any point? And see, especially for a front office whose greatest attribute so far really has been their patience. So again, to just kind of recap the news, because Twitter has been very weird today, and we'll get into that at some point as well, the Knicks finalizing a trade has been reported for a while, but Woj coming down in the last hour or so and saying that uh, Toppin is going to the Pacers, two future second-round picks. So the Knicks, who have all these draft picks that they will use at some point, get a couple more second-round picks and do so 
by moving off Obi Toppin. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we'll get your phone calls involved. 1-800-919-3776. Nick fans, lots going on with the Knicks, and now you have some news about Obi Toppin, and we'll do so next. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. It is the Gordon Damer Show. Just getting started on the Saturday, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, the Knicks will be sending Obi Toppin to the Pacers for two second-round picks, and uh, I have to be honest, it's it's a major, major disappointment. Now, look, it's been clear for a while that Obi was not going to be sticking around. It was a surprise, actually, that he was not traded on draft night. Um, but this is this is just the final piece in a move that was a major flop for the Knicks. The first big move made by the um, outside of the coach of the new regime, and it just never really made sense. It never lined up, and it never worked out. So um, it was that was a, a move that uh, you were you were hoping and waiting these last couple of years to finally see Oban get Obi get a chance. And when he did, when Ta- when uh, when Julius Randle was out, he did produce, but uh, it was not going to work here. Tibbs is not going to play both of them at the same time. And after hearing that audio that got leaked, what was it, a couple of weeks ago, not really a shock. All right, let's get some uh, phone calls involved. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's start things off with um, Jose in Brooklyn. Jose, what's going on, my friend? Good evening, GD. I just, um, it's afternoon. This is not evening. You, this well, is not yeah, evening, Jose. Come on. You're right. Oh, all right. <laughs> what you got? Uh, shout out to the company. I didn't get to see you at the beach back. My apologies. That's okay. Uh, My apologies. Okay. So, um, and apparently I did meet, you know, Joe Leo, which I don't remember. So, you know, it, it, the, well, the there were some, there, there were some people doing some things yesterday at that beach bash, Jose. Uh, you know, that might be why you don't remember. But go ahead. Move okay. on. Let's go. So, all right, so this Obi Toppin thing, I, I feel this is a horrendous move. Uh, we're definitely not getting anything near in the value in return. Two second-round pick for an Indiana team that looks like it's trying to make a push. So they might actually, you know, be late second-rounders. I'm not really thrilled with this move. I feel that this is uh, this is, to me, kind of trying to avoid a future problem because – we all know how that uh, the odd years play out with Randall, and we all know what happens when we kind of figure him out, and we and we kind and Miami did kind of solve the puzzle. So we have to. So what's going to end up eventually happening? Maybe Randall becomes inconsistent. Those boos start flowing in again, and we start hearing those OB chants that we were hearing before. So the, and we all know Tibbs doesn't like being told to do being told what to do, especially if he thinks that, you know, the defense is more important where in a situation where sometimes you need more spacing, you need more, you need more athletic side than you need, you know, someone who's going to be out on that offensive end, but it is what it is. I am. I hope that, you know, you said that this won't be officialized till Thursday. 
I'm hoping it doesn't get officialized, but if it does, it, it, it's going to be a very angry situation because it, it's not, two second-round picks are not anywhere near within the valley for a person that was drafted in the lottery. And, and just because you didn't give him a chance, it's very clear. His numbers are very good when he's actually, you know, been, been in the game for more than 30 minutes. So I'm just, you know, shocked with this move. Well, I hope you have a great rest of the evening, GD. Yeah, thanks, Jose. Um, look, in, in terms of value, this is the value. Uh, I, I, I don't know who exactly the Knicks talked to, to before they made this move, but I'm sure it wasn't just the Pacers. They probably went around the league, tried to find the best deal for Obi Toppin, and this was it. So uh, they are cutting bait. That is, that is true. They are, they are not going to try and, and show patience here, which has been a strength of this organization. Uh, but they really don't have anybody to blame but themselves on this one because th- if they took a look at what the I, – I think it's clear, and Larry brings this up all the time, they did not expect Julius Randle to turn into an all-star that first season. That's really what it came down to. And the fact that he did blocked Obi at that point, they probably figured, all right, Randle will be out of here after this year, and then we can move Toppin into that spot. And um, – Randall's play changed the course of the organization, but Obi was never a guy who was going to really play. It just seemed like a weird pick at the time, given the coach that they have, because Obi was never a guy offensively who was going to draw double teams and the defense and the three-point shooting and all those type of things that we've mentioned a thousand times before. But uh, in terms of the value, unfortunately, this is the value. This is the best, apparently, the Knicks could do, and I don't necessarily – um, blame them. If this is the deal that you're going to make at this point in time, this is the best you can do for Obi Toppin. Unfortunately, they would have been better off moving him uh, earlier or to go back in time, not making the pick whatsoever. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go out to uh, Brian is in New York City. Brian, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Yeah, Gordon. I'd love to hear when I'm done what you said about some audio that because I, I wasn't familiar with what you referenced. But but I think this is on Thibodeau, and I'm not a Thibodeau hater by any means, but he just doesn't develop younger players. And I think in today's NBA, like that's got to be a skill that your coach has. And the reason why he doesn't develop them is he doesn't trust them. And I think in the spectrum of coaches, he's on the far side of the coach that just sticks with, sticks with the guys he knows. And you know, Randall played way too many minutes last year. And to your point about Randall getting, you know, becoming an all-star, well, last I looked, he was pretty dreadful, you know, the last series and a half. And, and I would much have preferred to keep Obi if, if the alternative is two number twos. So I think this is an awful pick, and I think it's sort of a, a self-induced problem. Well, absolutely, Brian, and thanks for the phone call. And the audio, we're not going to play it because it was like hidden recordings, uh, apparently. And I don't know if it's ever been confirmed, but it was apparently during a playoff loss where Obi was confronting Tibbs, and it was very difficult to hear. You really couldn't hear it without subtitles, but it kind of uh, it kind of lined up with what I think most people kind of think, that there was some sort of issue between the player and the coach that just didn't mesh. They just didn't get on the same page for whatever reason. Um, I would disagree with the, the developing of guys. I mean, uh, maybe it's, it's not a long list of guys, but in his time here, you'd have to say they've developed Emmanuel quickly. Emmanuel quickly is a far better player now than he was when you drafted him. Uh, Grimes to a certain extent. Uh, this might be, 
I don't know. I don't necessarily think that it's anybody is. Um, uh, it's not as if anybody has bad intentions in this. I just think it was a mistake of a pick. It was a pick that was never going to work out given the coach that you had. So it was a bad move at the time, and it was never going to work unless somebody changed something. And I didn't know that, that, that Obi really can change the type of player that he is. And it's clear that, that, that unless he's able to change the player that he is, he, the, Tibbs was not going to be changing the, 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 the amount of minutes that he was going to get on a regular basis. So it was always a mistake. And, and today is, is the final nail in the coffin. And, and clearly, or Thursday is the final nail in the coffin. And the Knicks have just decided to, to, to cut bait on a player that they took with the eighth pick in the draft, and there's no other way to put it. I like some of the moves that Leon Rose has made here. This one was clearly a mistake. This one was clearly a mistake, and it kind of feels like a mistake to to move him now. Again, are you really going to do that much worse than two second-round picks for, for Obi Toppin? I get he doesn't have a huge track record of success, and I get that he has flaws in his game, but you can't do any better than two second-round picks for the guy. And I get it. It looks like that they're going to be adding maybe uh, DiVincenzo at some point, and the Knicks are only going to stick with the nine guys because of the success they had last year. They're not going to extend their rotation. But you're telling me a month from now you wouldn't be able to do this? Two months from now you wouldn't be able to do this? It seems, uh, it seems a little surprising uh, on the timing of it. Let's go out to uh, Nick is in Westchester. Nick, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Gordon, how are you? Hey, Nick, what's going on, man? Good, good. I want to talk about draft mismanagement by Leon Rose, World Wide West, and there's always a learning curve for every new job you take. And the only pick they've made is quickly, and they bypassed Therese Maxley that they've had, you know, they've done a, a, an equitable job with drafting. You draft for best available player at eight. I don't care what your need is, okay? If you look at the next six players, not one or two, the next six players taken after OB Toppin in the 2021 draft, you will see that virtually every single one of them is, was better than OB. Okay, Precious, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, uh, Devin Vassell. You had a plethora of talent, okay? So that was the first problem. And last year, we traded our 12 pick away for three conditioned first-round picks years down the road, none of those which were going to be included in the Donovan Mitchell trade because they wanted unprotected, unprotected trades. You need a new young player every year. We're like sifting for gold nuggets at Sutter's Mill. This is what you're doing. So you need talent coming in every year, and you, you'll find a great young player. Look at all these players that other teams have that were picking, picked in the second round, you know, uh, the Denver center, uh, I can go on. You know what they are. And if you're not in the game, you can't get the game. So th this is on Leon Rose. These guys have not drafted well since they've been here, and it's a very big disappointment. To get two second-round picks is an indictment on Leon Rose and World Wide West. And I know they'll probably sign maybe a Jake Crowder for a $4.5 exception. You'll get Dante, but we need to get longer and more athletic with this team. Thank you. All right, Nick. Yeah, I mean, look, you really can't <laughs> you can't argue. Uh, sports talk radio at its best is, is, is disagreement, but it's kind of hard to say that a player that you drafted three years ago with the eighth pick in the draft that you've now turned around and, and swapped him out 
for, for two second-round picks, that that's a failure. It's clearly a failure, especially when you look at the, all the other opportunities that you, you could have had. And he, he mentioned some of them. Uh, Sadiq Bey is another guy. I mean, there was a bunch of guys in that draft that the Knicks would have been better off moving. The clear one at the time, and I, I just bring it up because at the time it seemed like everybody was on the same page, that Halliburton would have been the way to go. And in hindsight, clearly that would have been the way to go. I think Halliburton, didn't he just get like a max deal yesterday? So the timing of this, uh, also a little uh, salt in the wound there as well. 1-800-919-ESPN is the uh, telephone number. Frank is in Staten Island. Frank, go, my man. How's it going, Gordon? Uh, It's going well, Frank. What's going on with you? Not much. Just listening to you guys talk about the Obi Toppin trade, but to hear that we got two second-round picks is is laughable. How is Leon Rose still employed by the Knicks organization? I mean, in all honesty, it's really hard being a fan of the colors of orange and blue lately between the Knicks and the Mets, but right now the Knicks are taking the cake on everything. Well, look, look, this is a terrible thing, Uh, the fact that you've cut bait. And, Frank, thanks for the phone call. I think overall, Leon Rose has done a good job. Um, Now, that doesn't mean that everything he's done has been great, but to to come in and take over an organization that was in the wilderness. I mean, people, have we forgotten what it looked like before Leon Rose got here? Now, has he done everything perfectly? No. There's been mistakes along the way. That first offseason clearly was a, a big one. And the Obi Toppin pick, now we, we have our answer. We have our answer. And maybe we had our answer before this because he was never going to – there was never a pathway to success for him here as long as Julius Randle was here. So maybe this is just finally admitting it and, and cutting ties and cutting bait on the player. But now we definitely have the answer. When they took Toppin at eight uh, in 2020, uh, it was a mistake. But let's not let's not get carried away as if the organization now is back to the old days. I mean, that would be a little bit overkill. Uh, again, have we forgotten what it looked like before they got here? They were dysfunctional to the nth degree. They were a laughing stock in the sport, and and this past year. They did make the second round of the playoffs. Now, the second round of the playoffs is not the be-all, end-all, but it's a whole lot better from where they've been here anytime recently. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go out to uh, Amar in New Jersey. Amar, go on. Hey, Gordon, how are you? Uh, I'm good. By the way, I just followed, just followed your TikTok. There you well, go. Thank I, you, my friend. I, <laughs> I've been in this game my whole life, and you know, maybe it's with age it became wisdom. But mm-hmm. us Knicks fans, we're so delusional with our players, especially the ones that are homegrown. Obi Toppin, although I would have loved to have more, have we forgotten how he plays? He's not worth more than two second-round picks. The man has to go coast-to-coast to, coast to score a bucket. He has no post-game, and half the time he's sitting in the corner airballing his threes. Like, if anything, especially after the audio leak, like, who is he? He's not a LeBron James to be upset with the coach like that. He's Obi Toppin. That's a, that's a culture. That's a, that's ruining the culture of the Knicks. Like we're building a culture here, and if you're having a player that's trying to ruin that culture, when we have a player like Julius Randle, something that bothers me so much as a Knicks fan is player is like other like fans saying trade Julius Randle, let's grow Obi Toppin. Okay, Julius Randle is playing on a bum ankle during the playoffs. In the regular season, there would be no playoffs if it wasn't for Julius Randle. This culture, this team. Listen, I was there through the dog days. I was there through the horrible Carmelo trade. Although I love Carmelo, 
we gave up, you know, way more than we should have. I was there after Carmelo in the Phil Jackson era, and this man over here, Frank, is calling for Leon Rose's jobs. Like he got us ten first, like over ten first round draft picks. We have cap space. We have a, a real like destination for teams to, for players to want to come to. And we're mad that Obi Top. I'm happy Obi Toppin is gone. Clear up the space for Julius Randle. Let him play more minutes. Let him, like you know, heal up that ankle and come back healthy. But we don't want that type of thing, type of player in our culture. That what we're trying to build here with the New York Knicks. Like well, he's out here trying to act like. Yeah. Well, look here, Amar, and thanks for the phone call. Um, I, I can understand his his uh, his situation, right? I mean, especially in the playoffs when Randall is limited and out, and Toppin at times is not playing in the second half of games. He, he thought that probably at, at some point, and he's been a good soldier. He's never complained publicly. He went about things the right way, and he just never really got a consistent run to show what he was able to do. And and one of the time. At the time when they they picked him with that pick at eight, the thought was he was more of a he was more of a finished product because he was the what was it the national player of the year or something like that. So um, he he probably felt like at some point he was going to get his opportunity. He just had to be patient, and he never got his opportunity, which is crazy considering again he was the eighth pick in the draft. So the only thing you can say is that this was this was a wasted pick. It was a, a mistake at the time, and now it's finally been confirmed it was a mistake. There's no other way you can look at it. When you take the eighth pick in the draft and turn them around for two second-round picks three years later, it's obviously a, a major blemish on the Leon Rose tenure here, and you're just hoping that by making this move, for whatever reason you're making it move, you're clearly making it to, to bring somebody else in here and to, to clear that salary for a couple of second-round picks and, and acquire more future assets, which are not great assets, that you hope that that move pays dividends a whole lot more than this move did. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, more of your phone calls on the Knicks. We'll do it next here on the Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Very odd. So I, I, I found I was looking at uh, some tweets. Uh, Ian Begley, uh, I think I'll, I'll go to Ian Begley's MySpace page, see if he has some news there that I can access. But no, uh, Ian Begley said that uh, the deal for Toppin leaves the Knicks with roughly one hundred forty nine point seven million in team salary so they can use the full taxpayer mid-level twelve point four and remain under the luxury tax line, assuming roughly four million in unlikely bonuses and player contracts. Are unearned, So it feels like the reason, you know, I was saying before, like, why make this move now? It seems pretty clear the reason you make this move now is not because of the deal that you're getting. It's because of the deal you want to make and you want to keep your money online and all that type of stuff. So it really doesn't have so much to do with Obi Toppin. But I can understand Nick fans who are frustrated. You felt like you were waiting for the time to finally get to see Obi kind of unleashed and it never happened here. So now it's up to Obi Toppin. You know, there are plenty of guys here in this town that people think, oh, this guy needs an opportunity. Oh, this guy needs a chance. And they never get it. And then they go someplace else. And it never happens there either. You know, for all the calls that we would take about Miguel Andujar, the Yankees got to give Miguel Andujar a chance. Miguel Andujar has been gone for, what, a year now? And we have not really seen much about Miguel Andujar. So, Obi Toppin, don't be like Miguel Andujar. 
go now to the Pacers, get your opportunity and cash in and, and show us that uh, the Knicks were wrong for, for making this kind of move. Because if Obi goes there, there's no excuses now. He has to go and show that he really was worth the, the more playing time and that if he had more playing time, that he would have flourished and the Knicks made a mistake by letting him go. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go back to the uh, phones. Let's go out to, oh, my buddy Lonnie is in Harlem. Lonnie, what's going on, my friend? What's going on, Uncle G? How you doing? I'm good. Now, I talked to a lot of members of the company yesterday. Nobody has had any real reason for what you guys did to the Mets in that appearance with uh, Rick and Dave. Oh, boy, here we go. It's rough. We did absolutely nothing to the Mets. I'm just looking at the numbers, Lonnie. The the numbers don't lie. I know. I know. I know. I know. Not our fault, but uh, go yeah, ahead. Big, go ahead with your opening point. Big, 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 huge shout out to the company with our family. And um, yeah, I just called them to talk about this whole Nick situation because I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, wait, they're going to do what? So you're telling me they're going to trade Obi to the team that they could have, to the team that they have that, the, wait, excuse me, to the team that already has the player that they could have drafted. Yes. In that. Like to me, that makes absolutely no sense. So now the Knicks gonna have to worry about them, personally for the future. I don't know what four or five years being together and probably dominating the East. Well, not maybe dominating the East, but at least just being together. And they're in the same division. But how does that, you know, how does that look? So it's things like this once again that you know make us Knicks fans revert back to saying like, what are we doing? You could have had the point guard. Yes, I'm happy we have Jalen Brunson now, but we could have had Tyrese Halliburton, a young kid who so far has shown that he can play in the league, can ball. I mean, it's obviously it's obviously not New York that he's played in. It's a different animal here, obviously. But, I mean, the kid is bold. He's led the league in the three-point percentage for a while at one point. And, um, you know, he seems like a good kid. We could have had that instead. Now we're trading the player that we, we, we picked to the same team that he's on now. So it's things like this, like, that always make me think as a Knicks fan, like, Why? And that makes, you know, it, it makes you think, like, what is James Dolan doing? He keeps picking these managers or, you know, whatever that, you know, continuously make us look kind of stupid at the end. Like, we could have had this kid. Now you're trading him to the same team that this kid is on. That this kid is on. So, to me, it's just it things like that that, at the end of the day, it's just like the Knicks being the Knicks once again. And now it's just like, okay, I heard what you just said. It's, you know, maybe um, the trade is not possibly for just Obi or whatever. It's not just because of Obi and whatever happened. It's possibly for, this, you know, the future trade or whatever. But it's still, at the end of the day, what I'm saying, if you look at it in that, that aspect, it still looks dumb because you're trading this guy to the same team that you could have, well, to the same team that the kid that you could have had is on now. It's like, obviously, yes, that team didn't draft him, but he's on that team now. And, like, he's been balling ever since. So now you're giving him another piece to go out there and just play around with. You know, it, it's, I don't know what the next Yeah, no, is. look, Lonnie, I, I hear your frustration. I hear your frustration. Thanks for the call. And great job by the company yesterday out uh, at the Beach Bash. Uh, it's, it's not new. It's just now you finally have the definitive answer, right? Like, this whole time it's felt like that that top and pick was a mistake. It felt like that at the time, but you're willing to give them a chance because, uh, and you're willing to give the organization a chance that they know what they're doing because you want to believe in your organization. But no, that pick was a mistake at the time. It's only been proven in time. And the fact that you're turning around now and uh, trading him away for two uh, second round picks 
just confirms that you didn't care what you got. You just want to clear out that salary because of another move that you're going to make. And it would be nice whenever someone takes over an organization, whoever takes over, uh, you know, start a new regime as the GM or the team president or whatever, that everything builds upon itself. Generally, that's not the case. There's some good moves. There's some bad moves. And Leon Rose has certainly had both. The, the Jalen Brunson move, that was fantastic. Great move. A bargain of a move, considering what some guys are getting paid now. So that, that one looks fantastic. There's other pieces, and, and bringing in Josh Hart when they did, bringing in Derek Rose when they did. Certainly, those, those all seemed, uh, and those all worked out. But it has not all been a straight trajectory up. There was the first offseason where they go out and, and they make disastrous moves of Fournier and Kemba Walker. And, and this one is just basically cutting bait. That's all it was. Obi was never going to get a chance here. That was clear. And so now you're just getting what you can before you go out and, and sign. I would think it's going to be Dante DiVincenzo. We shall see. But Obi's, Obi's road was blocked here, so this is just the final admission of the mistake that was made three years ago in the draft. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. More of your phone calls next on the Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York.